tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's Word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Things that you want to learn about anything. Of my own self, I can do nothing. All right. I like it. Uh, natural versus supernatural. Okay. All right. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You had that. That was Nanette's. You stole that. He's sorry. <laughs> he gets offended for you and, and, and apologist, apologizes. For, Matt, what for do you me. got? What's this about? Naturally supernatural. Come on. What you got? He who is in me is greater than he who's in the world. Come on. I like that one. What you got? <laughs> Zechariah 4, 6. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. That's a good one. I've, I've been living on that one for a while. The joy of the Lord is missing. You know, what, you know one, of the, one of my favorite ones that I like? They actually taught at this at the conference. Um, uh, Acts seventeen twenty eight, for in him we live and we move and have our being. I think Jesus had um, a very real revelation of, of that because he said, apart from you, Father, I can do nothing. And actually, um, I didn't really follow the course. That he said, what are we going to talk about tonight? And I said, I don't know, the heart. He's like, well, that's not very specific because we didn't find out that I was doing this today until this morning, and my morning started late, and then I was busy, and so it was like 3.30, and I called him, and I was like, hey, what are we doing tonight? He's like, you were supposed to, you, you never told me. I was like, oh, well. You're the pastor. I am the pastor. So, um, yeah, when something fails here, it's my fault. That's true. Um, and so um, when I started digging into this, because he said, well, let's, uh, let's do spirit, soul, and body. And I'm sure he dug up some really good stuff. Well, I'm going to start with this. Okay. Proverbs 4.20, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Aha. Hmm. Uh -huh. There it is. Uh, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your this. heart with all diligence. For out of your heart spring the issues of life. Put away a deceitful mouth, perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your works be established. Don't turn from the right or, or to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Wow, I love that passage. Pardon? Proverbs chapter 4, started in verse 20. Through the end of the chapter. Through the end of the chapter, 27, 20 through 27. What do you think the heart of a man is? We know it doesn't refer to the pump, right? Everybody understand that? So what is the heart? I've heard people say, well, in my heart of hearts, and they finish that. What is the heart? Anybody want to take a shot at that? What is the heart? Who? What? Some say it's interchangeable with spirit. I have a little different take on it. What did you say? She said spirit. You said spirit too? Brother Hagan always said those were interchangeable terms. Yes, it does. 
Excellent. But he didn't, didn't, wasn't Ezekiel told, I'm going to take the stony heart out of you and mm -hmm. put a heart of flesh in its place. Amen. So uh, believe me, the heart without the Lord can do any Trouble. evil thing, any evil thing. That old man rules your house, uh, you've got a problem. I, I've, I've studied this a long time, uh, m many years, of course, and, and um, I came to a, my conclusion because so many of the, <clears throat> excuse me, heart scriptures didn't seem to, they didn't seem to express all the things that they seemed to, they should express. Uh, and I began to study it, and I looked at it. And because I had studied spirit, soul, and body very, very often and at length, because they have great impact on who we are, what we do, how we, how we respond and behave, uh, I, I came to a conclusion of what the heart is. In, in light and with respect to spirit, soul, and body. The scripture tells us over in, in Thessalonians, what is it, Second Thessalonians 3, uh, it's, it's the only place that talks about spirit, soul, and body. And, but, but there's, of course, only place that they talk about it all three together. And some people say, well, that probably, you know, you can't make a doctrine out of that. Well, we're not making a doctrine. It's a, it's a simple picture of who we are and how we're constructed. How many of you know that God is triune? He's spirit. He's, somebody help me out. He's Father, Son, Father, and Son, Holy, Spirit. Holy Spirit. We, if we're created in His image and likeness, we have to be triune as well is that and that's that makes sense to me uh he can't he's not one thing and we're another except that he is god and we're not but we're created god class and that's a whole different thing that's the image and likeness of him in flesh so we we begin to look and and i'm i'm never cease to be amazed at how many people simply don't understand the difference between spirit, soul, and body. Um, and excuse me, Mark. If you haven't turned your phone on, uh, on, on. There are slides vibrate. before church that say to turn your phone on silent, sir. But it's okay. I we're for, we're for giving slide. church. I, I just walked. Ain't no grave gonna hold my body. I just okay. walk in. I'm, so I'm gonna walk out. I'm so done. <laughs> Help him, Lord. Oh, he does. Yeah, he does. Me too. Me too. I have 40-something years to walk in with him to prove it. Too. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. First Thessalonians 5.23. Thank you very much. That was your scripture. Thank you very much. Spirit, soul, and body. First Thessalonians uh, 5.23. I, I, I used Google. I didn't say that. <laughs> so, the spirit is our likeness, our likeness to God. Image tells us that he created us like himself. Uh, and because he, he did, it, I have to believe that he has a likeness, or we have a likeness to God in how we're made. In other words, arms, legs, ears, eyes, etc. Uh, the scripture refers to many of, he, he, we're graven on, on the palm of his hand, we're the apple of his eye. He hears everything. Uh, uh, so, I have no reason to believe that 
He is not like us, or let me say it differently, we're not like him. Uh, I can't find anything that says, you know, that he's got six arms and 12 eyes or, you know, any of, th- any of those kind of things like that. Or a parrot head or... Yeah, yeah, none of those things. I think it's interesting that he is light. And when you see about who he is and what he is, you learn something about who we are, but just enough to be intriguing. Because if we are created, if mankind is created in his image and likeness and his image and likeness is light, he is light, the scripture tells us. It doesn't say he has light or he is light. That's his very nature. And, and so we can, we can even conclude, because he is also love, that light and love somehow go together as opposed to darkness and evil. Light and love, and that's his nature. So we have to find, we, we're in some ways made in his image. We are God class. That means that there's a part of us that is light as well. But, uh, I mean, you know, every now and then some of you, you know, you glow a little bit. But actually the light, the light is, is a spirit thing. And we understand that when that, when, let me back up a little bit. In, in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve fell, Something happened to them, and the Lord had said, if you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. And so, did you notice that they didn't fall down dead when they ate of the tree? There's something else must be going on here. I believe, uh, and, and I can back it up with Scripture if you like, that the Holy Spirit moved out. Adam had the Holy Spirit resident in himself uh, from his creation. And, and, and if you, some people don't teach that, but I, I have good reason to believe that it's biblical. Uh, and so here is Adam. He, his spirit was full of light. If God is light, so is the Holy Spirit. And when they'd see him, when they saw rep- things that looked like him, it was fire, and fire has been used for light since the beginning. And, 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 and also, like it was like a, a dove, in the shape of a dove. But, but I can see easily how it could have been some sort of light descending as well. But all that is, is neither here nor there. Uh, that's just interesting. But the spirit of a man is where the Holy Spirit resides. And when the Holy Spirit enters our dead spirit, now, not dead in the, in the sense of, you know, falling on the ground dead, dead in the sense of darkness, dead in the sense of no likeness of God on, in his inner man. When the Holy Ghost comes in, when you're born again, he comes in there and fills that spirit with light again. And it begins to change your life. Now, the scripture tells us that we are spirit, soul, and body. I, I've talked to so many Christians over the years that don't know the difference between soul and body. I still hear it on some on, on television and and so, you know in sermons. You know, our soul goes to heaven. Well, what do we do with our? Do I leave our spirit behind? You know, uh, th- those are not interchangeable terms. When we die, it's not because our spirit died; it's because our body died. That's the third person of our person, the body. The soul, then, therefore, is not the spirit and is not the body. 
So what is the soul? That's pretty simple. It's mind, will, and emotions. All those things that give you so much trouble all the time. You know, feelings. What are feelings? Feelings don't necessarily based on any kind of fact. Have you ever noticed that? But we all have feelings all the time, and we live our lives, sadly, by feelings. And any time that the enemy wants to mess with you, all he's got to do is change your feelings a little bit. I feel it's true. depressed. I've been feeling a lot of things this week. Have you? Yeah. Now I wondered why you were acting that way. <laughs> now I know. Fiery, if you're going to take Jason's darts, place. Fiery darts, right? Um, well, so um, maybe maybe an interesting interesting topic to talk about as far as spirit, soul, and body because uh, Jesus had to deal with temptation. Jesus had to deal with feelings. Anybody ever thought about that? Um, the Bible talks about how Jesus wept, talked about how Jesus was angry and sinned not. Talked about um, how he was tempted in every way that's common to tempted, man. Yeah, tempted in every way and something I never thought about. Um, until he started teaching me about um, how uh, sickness is a, is a tip, temptation to believe something other than the truth or uh, basically a temptation to believe that you're starting to get sick is is uh, entrance to opening up the door to believe that you will get sick. And so it happens even before. I, I mean, as a matter of fact, even like earlier today, I was fighting temptations to like my eyes had swollen up and I was starting to feel tired and and irritable, and then and then I was like, mm, I, I've I, this I've seen this this play before. I know I know this trick. Um, and last week I was having all sorts of temptations to uh, play Xbox, which is uh, seem, might seem silly to you guys, but I'm on an Xbox fast, and um, and so I no, it's it's the funniest you know, thing for, for for older older folks. That sounds ludicrous. Well, just try and do a uh, just try and do a what spider solitaire Xbox fast. Fast. Try and do a spider solitaire fast. That, see that, how see well, how this works out for you, buddy. Yeah. Well, where do you buy the Xbox at at, at Taco Bell? No. No. Well, <laughs> I, I'm I understand what he's saying. Anyways, he, he, was, he, he was a gamer in the world. Well, so so the devil will use whatever's up your alley. I mean, were you a drinker? Were you a smoker? What's tempting to you? He'll, he'll use, um, so John teaches us, he said, um, whatever's appealing to your eyes or whatever, whatever makes you feel good or whatever makes, um, whatever makes pride. you, uh, huh? Pride. Yeah, pride. So whatever makes you appear good. Um, so those three things are where all temptation um, lies. But um, as far as uh, spirit, soul, and body, um, taking this back to Jesus, so he had to deal with exact same things, you know, whether it's uh, gambling, casino, money. He th had the same opportunity and, and um, that you have to be tempted to buy into a weakness. It's, it's so funny that temptation works that way. But, but really, uh, the enemy will use whatever whatever's up your alley to get at you. And it'll, and it'll hit you with those fiery darts like, hey, don't you, like he was, like last week, don't you miss playing Xbox? Don't you miss playing Halo? Don't you miss, oh, doesn't that sound so relaxing, right? Did anybody ever, uh, you know, hear these things? You don't, oh, you know what? A temptation could, a uh, weakness to believe in something could just be as simple as, uh, you don't really need to do that right now. You know, you've worked hard enough. You've, you've earned some time off. Why don't you kick back? You know, you, you don't need to call them right now. You don't need to go there. You don't, shoot. You don't need to spend time with Jesus. You don't need to, you know, make him Lord of your life. So um, as far as dealing with temptation, you know, and your your uh, spirit, soul, and body, I mean, 
that that's going to hit you right there at the heart, definitely, um, and also definitely at your your mind. Um, but it, it definitely covers the forefront with your body too, because it's like, hey, you know, you don't need to go to the gym. You don't you don't need to eat healthy. Like it's not that big of a deal. And it, it's it's interesting the way that it works because once there's like a little hairline fracture. Once there's a, a weakness that you allow to be penetrated by that fiery dart, um, the, Bible, the Bible says don't give him a foothold because once, once there's that little hairline fracture, the seed can get planted in there. It'll produce roots. It'll produce the, the, you know, the sin in your life, and then it goes deeper and deeper and deeper um, until you have a, a failure, a moral failure, ethical. Ethic, what's the word I'm looking for? Ethical failure? Ethical. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. Sounds weird saying it. Ethical, 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 ethical. All so right. you, you try it four times and helping you'll be okay. me. It's helping me. Um, <laughs> spirit, so back to spirit, soul, and body. Let's, l- let me read again from Proverbs chapter 4. Keep, uh, give attention to my words. 20, verse 20. That's verse 20. Incline your ear to my sayings. That's his word. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Bouncing off what Andrew just talked about, uh, I, uh, I, I don't say this braggingly. Actually, I was praying and asking the Lord, show me somebody that can do what I've been able to do so that I'm not the only one and people don't think I'm just a weirdo or a flake or, a, or, or Superman or so, whatever because I don't get sick anymore. And people... I don't even know how they respond to that. Nobody's ever said, yeah, right. Um, because, ma'am? Copeland said I was, yeah, right? Uh, I don't, I, I, that's good to know. I'm glad. Okay. All right. But I'm more interested. I said, Lord, help me show someone this truth that you've taught me so that they can walk in it too because it's too precious for me to sh- just to take by myself. But it's, an, it's a hard truth to walk in because we are programmed, trained from birth to, to give in to anything that happens in our body that makes us, uh, that's a feel. little painful or a little uncomfortable or feel a little bad. Have, or, you, ever, have you ever heard of uh, hashtag feels? Or feels. Have you ever heard of somebody saying, "I'm in my feels"? No. It's it's um it's very uh, widespread in the 21st century. Is that a disease? It well, in a way, it is because if you are in your feels and you're giving way to whatever you feel. Oh, well, okay, that makes sense. And so people will go from despair to discouraged to depression to you know clinical depression and then suicide. Okay. So if you if you're always giving into your feels, then you're a sense ruled man, and a sense ruled man can't receive anything from God. And sense ruled man, no, absolutely not. So here we see that the word of God is the key. The word is the key. If you keep them in the midst, keep this word in the midst of your heart. Jesus. He's the word. He's the living word, but he's talking about the Logos here. Yeah. He's not talking just about Jesus. Yeah. He's talking about what this book says, what, yeah, what he has said. Uh, that's gonna, that is going to help you stay um, 
strong. Yeah. It's, it's a strength. It, it says it, it's health to all your flesh. I think it's amazing that it says, um, so don't, don't let it depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart for their life to those who find them. I love that, that passage because I think um, I love what Jesus said about um, the entrance to life. He said it's narrow and it's hard to find. So it's like all these words are right here in front of your face. But just because you read over this, you know, a thousand times, you're, you may you may still miss what what he's trying to tell you. And I think that's why Jesus said so many times in the Gospels, he who has ears, let him hear. Because it, it th- these these factual things, the truth, or the eternal truths of God's word, if you will, um, are right here in front of our eyes. But you have to be actually looking. And I think um, if you go back a chapter or two, that, that's what he says in the beginning of chapter two. The word has to find a root, a place in your heart. Now, we haven't defined yet what the heart is. Well, help us out now. But let me, let me go. Uh, verse 23 says, for out of your heart spring the issues of life. And we talked about words last week, or the last time Andrew and I were here. Words are spiritual containers, and what you speak, Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death are in the power of your tongue. James chapter 3, he said, he talked about our words and how they set on fire the course of nature, and our, our tongue is set on fire by the fire of hell. So it's very important because our words can be controlled by the things that we hide in our heart, His Word. His Word can overcome our desire to speak just what we feel. So the heart, let, let me define the heart for you. Uh, as, I, as I have, We're ready. As I've seen it. Stand by. All right. We, we know what the body is, right? Everybody pat your, your neighbor on his body, Okay. We all always, we know we've defined what the spirit is and where the soul is. And I'll define it for you, but then we can talk about how, it, how this thing about the heart affects us and it affects us very, very greatly. The heart, in my studies, is an interface. Now, we all, we all can understand interface. We're part of the computer age. Is that right? How, how one device interfaces with another device. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't even... I believe that the heart is where is the interface between the spirit that's full of life and the soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. In Philippians, we read that we're to work out our salvation with fear and, and trembling, which doesn't make sense if you're born again. Until you realize what you're doing here, you're saved. And I've I've seen a lot of people say, "I'm I'm working. I'm trying to work my salvation. I'm trying to do all the things." And the world really still believes that Christianity is about whoever does the when he does good things instead of bad things, he can go to heaven. If he does more good things than he does bad things, he'll he, he'll just make it. But if he does more bad things than he does good things, no way. And it, and it's. it's couldn't be further from the truth of the scriptures. Working out your salvation has to do with Romans 12, 1 and 2. Renewing your mind. Because just because you're born again and the Holy Spirit came to and 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 lightened your spirit, your human spirit, your mind didn't get enlightened. So basically deciding what you're gonna believe. 
Either I'm going to believe what I feel like, or I'm going to believe what the world tells me, or I'm going to believe blah, 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 or I'm going to believe what this says. Well, and, and ba- you, you, you're not wanting to renew your mind to the world. You're already there. What you, you have to renew your mind to something that's not already there. And we've been trained by birth, from birth by this world system. Just like we talked about symptoms. If you have a symptom, you go take care of it. You, you know, you go to your medicine or you go to the doctor or, the me, you know, the, the, the doctor on the computer. But how do, you, how do you treat a symptom according to what the Bible says? Don't well, you speak I, to it? I'm, I'm going there. Oh, did I give an answer? Give was that too? You don't, 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 Sorry, don't I think rush I gave you the answer. I'm old. Don't rush me. You, you have to, and, and Joshua said it in Joshua 1.8, you've got to keep this word in the midst of your heart. Here we see Solomon teaching his son, keep the word in the midst of your heart because out of, out of the word hidden in your heart comes life. And when, when he speaks life, he's not just talking about, you know, living and going through your daily existence. He's talking about, in, in, uh, in Hebrews, it's chai. You know, you be careful with that because chai is, is the Hebrew. Yeah, tr- I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know it would go that far. In, in, uh, in Greek, it's zoe. We understand this is not your typical just existing, breathing life. We're talking about the life. Deuteronomy 32, 47 says this, this word is not a futile thing. This word is not a futile That's thing. That's the Logos it again. It is your life. Right. It is your life. And by it, you'll inherit the promises. And so you have to understand, this is not just a book of instructions. This is a living word that contains and produces true life. I kind of treat it like a treasure book. Oh, it is. Absolutely. It's kind of like, like my treasure map, like every, every day. And, and this is where I was going with, with, with uh, my study when I was looking at it earlier today, um, is that uh, the way Jesus mirrored and exampled um, supernatural living is that he went to the Father. Every, everything he, he did, he did out of because he saw his Father do. And, um, and, the, only re- and the only way that that happened is because he went to his Father every day. Um, I put down a, a bunch of different scriptures that, that talk about uh, Matthew 14, 23 talks about how uh, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Um, and when it was evening, he was still there alone. Um, we were at a, the conference that we were at a couple weeks ago. Uh, he talked about uh, solitude. Uh, too, too much of our time is filled up with doing things. How many of y'all uh, had five minutes of solitude today? I'm talking about like just you and him. Like, it's so important that, that we take time to do that every day because that's what Jesus did. That's, that's my point. That's where I'm going with that. Um, Luke 6, 12 says, in those days it occurred that he went up to the mountain and prayed. He spent the whole night in prayer to God. When's the last time you spent the whole night in prayer to God? I've never done it, just for the record. Have you ever spent a whole night in prayer with God, sir? Have not. Have not. Anybody? I, I always fell asleep. Right? <laughs> You're like you're like Peter and James and John. He's coming back. He's like, guilty, wake up, wake up. Sorry, smack your arm real hard. <laughs> um, okay, Mark one thirty-five in the morning, long before daylight, 
I don't like the scripture, right? Like early in the morning, long before daylight. Does anybody like getting up like really super early before it gets light outside? Carrie, put your hand down. You be up all night long binging Netflix. I know I watch you. I don't watch you. That's that's not the truth. Well, that's frightening. <laughs> uh, long before. <laughs> Just messing. Carrie does that. I actually get up a lot. She's about to turn on mic and get me. Um Long before daylight, he, he got up and went out to a deserted place. That's another key word, a deserted place. And there he prayed. Uh, and when it talks about prayer, this is not like, this is not like, a, like I've got to get on my, my hands and my knees or like I've got to get on my face before the Lord. Like that's a good thing to do. I like kneeling and praying. I like getting on my face before the Lord. But more than anything else, I like to get comfy because I'm sitting with my dad. Like I'm sitting with my father. Like I'm hanging out with 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 my, my, my dad, with the one who created me, I'm, I'm getting to know him. I'm finding out, Lord, you know, where's the treasure at today? You know, what's, what's your, and the reason I say treasure is because in, um, in John uh, 4.34, Jesus said, uh, he said, my, my food, my nourishment. So basically, um, if you've never heard this fact before, Jesus is the bread of life. And I said this on Sunday, um, but it's really the truth of the matter. A lot of people treat um, God's word like dessert like cake well I don't even know if that's the truth because I know a lot of people that eat cake and dessert all the time they treat it like they treat it like the cheesecake factory like you know that special place that you go to like once or twice a year or like you know you know when it's a special occasion they treat God's word like that thing like I'm gonna get into it real good once or twice a month or you know on, a, on every occasion, you know, you know, I, I, I need the Lord in my life. You know, like things are kind of getting rough. Like, you know, I, I want to make sure like, but the Bible teaches us that he's the bread of life. Um, and, and Matthew 6, um, he says, in this way you should pray. He said, Lord, give us our give us today our daily bread. Well, that wasn't just referring to natural food alone. Of course, God knows that we need sustenance. There's daily living bread as well. But yeah, he's the, he's the living, he's the bread of life. Um, Bethlehem, that's a whole other thing. Uh, really cool fact means um, the house of bread. So that's where he came from because he's the bread of life. Um, and he said, he said, the reason that I'm here is to do the will. And um, in the Amplified, it says the pleasure of him who sent me and to accomplish and completely finish his work. And, and so the whole purpose that we're trying to do this is try to help us switch perspectives and understand that uh, that we're supposed to Remember that we are trying to raise up ourselves and build ourselves up to this place of being a son, just like Jesus, or a daughter of God. And recognizing that the only thing that will ever complete us is fulfilling his purpose. But the only way that you'll ever fulfill the purpose of God is if you're finding out what that means day in and day out. Kind of like what he's saying here in Proverbs chapter 4, verse um, 20, uh, verse 20, 20, um, right there, it says, Listen, give attention to my word. So it's like you're, you're going to the throne room every day because it's like, okay, what is your word? What are you saying to me? And the only way, of course, that you can really understand that is, is by looking at what the Bible says to us. And so uh, so what we're saying here is, and what Andrew's saying, is, is, is the scripture is spirit food. Boom. Paul, Paul said, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I have to feed you with milk. I can't feed you with meat. You're, you're still unable to, to handle meat. You're, you're, you're still carnal. I tell, I tell guys that all the time. You're, 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 you're still babes. And, uh, you know, I have to give you a bottle. You can't chew meat. And, 
And so that is a picture of a Christian who has not worked out his own salvation. But back to where we were. That, that, this is a Christian who is still, he, he's, got, he's got the life on the inside of him. He, if he's born again, but he's never spent time to renew his mind to the things of God. That's why Romans 12, 1 says that we're to, to sub, or, or give our bodies as living sacrifices. We sacrifice what this body wants to get what he wants. We sacrifice the, the, the desires of our flesh in order to satisfy the desires of his spirit and our spirit. And as we do that, as we renew our minds, we, we, we actually work out. The working out is, is mean, it's kind of like making salvation usable with you. It's, it's one thing you, that you don't have to go to hell, and most, most of Christians are satisfied with that. But this is, this is working out your salvation so that it becomes a part of who you are and what you do and part of how it rules and, and governs your life. Back to my little, uh, my little bold statement about I don't get sick anymore. Um, I, used to, I used to be... Now, if I understand right, it's normal for older people to get sicker. I mean, you know, they're too weaker in their, in their bodies, their immune systems. They don't... They don't do all the things that a younger person does to keep themselves healthy. However, I discovered, because I have kept this word in my heart, and when I, when I read uh, and was taught back in the late 70s, by his stripes I'm healed, I realized that Jesus had purchased many, many things for us, and I determined way back then to, be, to take advantage of everything he died for that I might have. And one of those things is healing. And so this is, this is a real easy thing to, to, to we all get, we all have symptoms. We all have, we all have temptations to sin. Is there anybody here that does, no longer has any temptations to sin, no lust or any of that stuff that rises up? Greed, covetousness, pride, any, anybody here got all that beat? Not yet. Okay. Well, then we're in good company. So what I'm saying to you is just as looking at something that you shouldn't be looking at, whether it's a pretty girl or a good-looking guy or, 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 yeah, that Corvette or, you know, uh, Jimmy Johnson's NASCAR. Anyway, it, that is a temptation to sin, correct? Would you agree? To want something more than, than his will, to want something more than... No, don't, don't get technical on me now. Okay, I'm right. trying to keep this simple. Okay. Okay. I was just trying to clarify. I'm, I'm keeping it simple. You're, you're, you're muddy in the water there. Okay. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Just give me, give me a minute and then I'll, you'll, I'll let you finish or whatever you want. Because this is so important. This, this for me, is, it's very important that s somebody in here gets hold of this. I know I'm watching you. I've got my eye on you when you're not even looking. All right, but here's here's the deal, folks. You, it, we we know the scripture. Every is there anybody here here that's never read or heard Isaiah 53, 4 and five? By, you know, he took our sin and sickness, our iniquity, and by his stripes we are healed. Is that something that everyone is at least that familiar with? You've heard it before. Now, I had to come to the conclusion that either the word is truth, or my symptoms were truth. Ba, ba, ba. Do, you, do you see? 
they both cannot be true. You can't have two diametrically opposed truths. One is, is truth and one is not. And I, I finally, I concluded in this after years of working on it because I was like most everybody else. Symptoms had come and I'd rebuke them and rebuke them and rebuke them and rebuke them and then go to the doctor and still uh -huh. keep on. Uh, Marilyn and I used to go to chiropractor. Uh, Caitlin can tell you we went to the chiropractor many times. Can I hear an amen back there? Not you, Carrie. Can you witness, witness to that? We went to the chiropractor. We had several chiropractors, actually. I haven't been to the chiropractor in years since I discovered and, and began to walk in this truth. Are you, is this one of those, like, like, call now and buy this, like you're advertising something? Absolutely. <laughs> call now and buy into this. TV show. <laughs> buy into this because I discovered after... Seeing so many times, I, be, I I believed it, but I didn't I didn't know it. It wasn't it was a scripture here, but not in my heart. And and I finally came to the conclusion because and and the first time I actually remember this was uh, my mower when 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 we lived out there in, in by Sour Lake. It used to get stuck in the any time it rained, the mower would get stuck. You go out there and try and cut grass, and it's stuck and you got to go out there and drag it out, and but I didn't want to get the get the four wheeler out to pull it out of the mud, so because you got to you got to loosen uh, disconnect the motors and everything, and it's 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 a it's a mess. So I said I put I put it in gear and tried to push it out. Uh, no, and I had this terrible pain that, that hit my chest, and it knocked me on my knees in the mud behind the mower. And, and I immediately knew kind of what to do. You know, I rebuked that. But from, for the next three days, for the next three days, I had every symptom that I ever saw on television that they'd say, if you experience this system, get to, uh, this symptom, get to the emergency room. I had the, the pains going down. I sweat, headaches, um, all, and that pain always gonna, in I'm there I'm just going to take chest. a wild, you know. Stab in the dark. You never told mom about the all those symptoms, did you? Later. Uh huh. Yeah. And she she would have said, "Get to the." <laughs> yeah, she would have grabbed me by my ear and drug me. Um. So, I, I uh, three days that went on, and and all the time the chest was hurting, and all these other things going on, and I, I had to go over to uh, Kuntz, and I was on that road between Sour Lake and Kuntz. I remember just like it was yesterday, and I, I, I got tired of it. I said, if the word is truth, then this is a lie. And I said, Satan, you, you take your symptoms and get out of here. I have enough is enough. And he left, and the pain left, and I, I, never, had a, I never suffered with that again, never. And since then, I have experienced more kinds of symptoms than I ever believed were even possible. And, and some of them were many of them were actually painful symptoms. Um, uh, I, there's three or four times now I've had toothaches. Well, when you have a toothache that lasts several days, what do you do? What do you do? Go call, to the call dentist. Call the dentist and be like, give me in, give me in, because this was, hurts. I was in Chattanooga when that first time uh, visited my grandson. First time that that, that hurt. And I said... Oh, see, now, this is what I learned to do. I, didn't I don't rebuke anymore. I just say, no, 
that's hard, isn't it? But you see, I know and believe, and it's hidden in my heart, the truth. And out of my heart are these issues of life that's good. That, that tear down these symptoms. And I, I, I cannot think of a single symptom. Uh, I've, I've, I've had, you know, your, your back gets kind of wonky where I, I, said, I do the same thing. I, every, every pain I've had, every symptom I've had, and Andrew can witness. He's, he's watched me Hey, do listen, it, I, I've had so many different things now. Like even, to, like I was saying today, feeling, I started to feel sick, and I was like, I'm not going to agree with that. That's not the truth. Your, your wrist was hurting a while back, Nanette, right? Your whole arm. How's it doing? Yeah. How many? So how long did you have to deal with that weakness or temptation to buy into what looked like, you know, what was what were, what was the enemy trying to tell you it was? Uh huh. Uh-huh. No break. None. I said, how come this has to be? The Lord keep this on the cross for me. Yeah. Amen. Powerful. Sometimes they last. You saved all that money for the medicine and the time. All right, here's here's the thing, and this is how it works. Uh, and I, I'm I'm just I, I I wouldn't stand here and tell you lies that are not true. I, I, I couldn't do that and be a man of God. And you're not, and we're not having to pay you anything for it either, huh? Well, no, no. It's, this is, right. uh, I don't charge. Normally, the TV specials, I have to pay, you know, three payments, a $39.98, Yeah, but see, the, this is a testimonial that's real, uh -huh. and I'm not an actor. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Where's Jason? Come on. Am I worse or better? I don't know. <laughs> That's where I'm going with this, Gene. Excellent. Here's the deal. When you have, when a symptom comes, you have to decide, one, number one, is, it, is, this, is this truth or is it if, it, if it's the curse, if it's not a blessing, it's a curse. And every symptom I've ever had was not a blessing. If you're taking notes, so, that's a good so one. So it is, but here, here's the deal. When it comes, and this is where most people, they where they, they, they don't, they, when I've heard, they've heard this, but they, they lose it right here. They don't, they don't act the minute, the second that the symptom comes. I mean, you know, you get, you know, your knee hurts or, uh, oh, walking injury. along the other day, big toe. I had, I limped for a few steps. I said, oh no, no, no. See, that's, that has been the, but here's, here's why. I want you to understand the mechanics of this. This is important because when you, uh, when you immediately say no, what you're doing is you're not agreeing with the symptom. If you say nothing, you've just agreed with the symptom. And what you do when you agree in any form is you have given that symptom 
or temptation, whichever way, authority in your life, and it can become established then. If you don't give it authority, your words, you have authority over your house. And listen, when you say, oh, no, I'm not giving you any place. I'm not, I will not agree with this symptom. Your pain, this pain is a lie. Take your lies and go back where you got them. Because it, it can't be the truth if Jesus is the truth and his word is the truth. And that has, has set me free from, from all of that stuff that I used to live with just like everybody else. I mean, you know, I, I'd get a cold and I'd get flu and I'd get this, that, and the other. And I don't do that anymore. And Marilyn asked me one day, why don't you ever get sick? I tried to explain it to her. She didn't get it. Honestly, she didn't. And uh, I'm telling you because I want you to get it. I want you to learn to walk this way. And that means sometimes that you bear the pain for a little while. I went for a month. This hand had, 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 was weak. as I couldn't do anything with this hand. It's so weak. And then one day it was gone. I just kept saying no, no. Not the hand, the pain, the, the weakness. Yeah, I, I know how you think, Nanette. No, my hand wasn't gone. Uh, I've, had, I've had things that seem very serious. I had one pain. I won't get any more graphic than that. And I, the, the enemy kept saying colon cancer. Now, that's a scary thing. If you ever see it, especially if you watch somebody die with it. And... And I stood against it and stood against it and stood against it. And one, one day I had to take Marilyn out to see Dr. Sessions. Uh, who he's a, he's a DO and he does all kind of alternative stuff. That's one of the reasons she loved him. And, and he's a spirit-filled Christian to boot. And we were out there and uh, she, he got through with Marilyn. And I said, hey, Doc. And I explained the, the pain I was having. And uh, I didn't even tell him what the enemy was saying. I just said, and he said, uh, excuse me if this is graphic, do you have blood in your stool? Doc, Doc is a very cut and dried fellow. He's a man of very few words. And I said, no, sir. He said, don't worry, it's just a spastic colon. I said, I got you, devil. It, that ended. It didn't, he didn't bring that symptom back again. Uh, so, because it's, it was a scary symptom. I, I, I can't, it was scary. So, you, it's your choice. You can choose to sin you can choose to give power to an, a, a, a temptation to sin by fantasizing. What you do when you start thinking something there that tempted you and you, you begin to play, play it over in your, you know, and have scenes and fantasize in your mind and you, you've given it authority. Now this thing can, can really cause you trouble later on down the road. Symptoms of sickness or any kind of thing that's, Remember the scripture, was it uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 where it says taking every thought captive mm -hmm. into the obedience of Christ? Yep. That's what we're talking about. You can't let those thoughts or symptoms just run through, go ahead and run through your life. You have to take them captive and bring it into obedience with the word of God, the living word who is Christ. All right. Yeah, so you're just not going to win this battle with, with your, the ability to overthink and overpower it with your thoughts. It's got to be. It's got to be the word, and that's why Jesus said, when he was tempted, it is written. What you got, Isaac? Luke ten nineteen. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. 
And it was the living word that said that. That's awesome. I love that. So good. Um, I, the one that I was thinking of is uh, the, the one in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen, when he said, Behold, all power on heaven and earth has been given to me. Any, any power or authority, it, uh, that word I think does actually mean authority. Um, and uh, he said, Listen, now with this power that's vested in me, you go and you finish what I started. And so if we're going to live the naturally supernatural life that we're commanded to live, I, I don't even think this is up for, for option. I think this is, this is something that Jesus commanded us. He said, listen, if you want to be my follower, you're going to have to believe in all that I say, all that I do, all that I am. It, it's, it's not up for, for debate whether or not we can do what Jesus did because he, he promised us. And he said, listen, those who believe in me, those who continually believe and, and, and cling to, rely and trust on who I am, what I say, and, and the truth that I, all I stand for, you're going to do the works that I do. And so this, this absolutely must start with, with our thought process. And so that's why it's so important. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people um, over the last, you know, 30 days. And uh, even, you know, one of our precious students um, that I uh, hang out with all the time, and I ask him, I say, hey, you know, did, you, did you take time to read the Bible today? No, he, he, he always tells me, he's like, you know, not always, but a lot of the time in the past, especially, he'd be like, no, I, 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 uh, I haven't. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, okay, well, that's good. I'm glad you don't want to lie because it won't get you anywhere. So <laughs> we're getting somewhere. But the reality is, is if, if, if this isn't your life, then you're not going to live a naturally supernatural life. And, and, and we're talking about the Logos, like you said, right? Logos. So that's that's cover to cover here. That's the whole that's the whole plan. That's the whole that's the whole plan. And so so you can't just get sucked up and caught up on I'm going to do the works of Jesus. I'm going to prophesy. I'm going to lay the hands. No, this has to become your life. You you have to um, basically just kind of like uh, just live in the, live in this place. Live in the Word. And um, I was going to say one thing, because um, what, what he's talking about tonight as far as um, this truth of, like, never being sick. Does anybody, like, does that seem, like, far-fetched to you? No? It seems far-fetched to me. It seems very far-fetched to me. And I'll tell you this. Is anybody, is anybody uh, walking in this truth right now? Got one, two, three people, four, five. Okay. You don't get sick anymore, Lynn? You don't deal with any pain? No sickness? Huh? Very little left. Okay, so you're 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 getting there. Okay, so for all my people that are that want to walk in this, I want you to write this scripture down. Um, if you don't want to walk healed and fully restored and you know in the fullness of of God's glory, I'm gonna be praying for you, because um, this is just something that you just don't know until you know. A lot of people walk around in darkness and they have no idea that they're in darkness because they've never seen light. They're blinded. They don't know that they're blind because they, they've never known, known the light. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It, and so that's why, that's why we ingest, ingest this. So that the prayer to pray comes directly from the Bible. And this is a prayer that I will never stop praying. And if you're already praying this prayer, it's great. If you're, if you're not, you're, you're in for a mouthful. Um, and you're in for some work because this this prayer is it takes some 
it takes some uh, getting used to, some understanding. It's in Ephesians chapter 1. And it starts in um, verse 15, and it goes all the way to the end of the chapter in verse 23. It's called the Ephesians prayer. This is one of the Ephesians prayer, and this will, this will radically change your life. Huh? There's another Ephesians prayer in chapter 3. Um, and if you want to know about that, we can talk about it. But um, I tell you what, guys, if, if, if you're trying to walk in the truth, if, if you're trying to live a naturally supernatural life, you need to be praying this prayer, period. For, forget walking in health and healing because that, that's going to go along together with it. But if you, if you think that God has called you to live a naturally supernatural life, and I hope by now that you do, um, you need to be praying this prayer. Um, and if you don't think that you need to be praying this prayer, then, then you're sadly mistaken because the Bible talks all about, like the scriptures that I reference, that Jesus prayed. So apparently if Jesus prayed, that means we should too. Well, if, if we're his <laughs> disciples, we will do like he does. I, I think so. I think so. Um, you know something that was um, that talking about earlier about, you know, how um, were we talking about doing the will of the Father? I was talking about that, wasn't I? So spirit, soul, and body. Um, I was just thinking about how, how Jesus, he talked about how, like, man, like, I adore and I love my father. And he said, you know, like, everything I do, I do to please him, the pleasure of him who sent me. And I guess we could probably close after this, huh? We, I don't know. We can take some questions. But he said, um, he said, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom, but he who does the will of my father is in heaven. And I know that's a scary statement, and we've we've definitely referenced that on more than one occasion in the past. You know, talking about, hey, like, listen, you got to be. But the the moral or the basis of that statement is like, hey, like, are you are you up to the will of your father? Like today, like, did you ask God like His will today? Like, are you, did you get in His presence today? Have you have you not? Did you just like start there? But like, did you live there? Like, are you living there? And um. And I'll just, you know, not to, like, toot my own horn or anything like that, um, but um, I was talking to uh, my bro, uh, Andrew Pineda, on the phone shortly before service, and he asked me, he said, hey, what was that Facebook post about today? Because I made this, I, I had to go to Sam's today, and, and I'll be honest, I was, um, like I was telling you earlier, I was dealing with some temptations. And you know that, like, whenever you're not feeling good, like, you don't want to do like what you're supposed to do, what you need to do, and you're just like, things annoy you, they irritate you. And so the Sam's card wasn't working. It was declining for some reason, so that, uh, that was annoying me. And, like, apparently people think that it's the end of the world. We're going to pray about the hurricane here in a second. There were the, the temptation to believe that there's going to be a hurricane because we're not even going to buy into that. I, I just, we don't want to give it any place. But anyways, um, Sam's was a madhouse. I'll just say that. And Isaac can testify because he works there, too. Um, but I sat in line for, like, almost 30 minutes for a hot dog. I don't, don't ask me. Like, I really wanted a hot dog because Sam's hot dogs are just really cheap. But I, I would, something happened where I started thinking about some scripture that I was meditating on this morning. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, I invited the Lord into that place. I like it's not even that I invited him. I feel like he invited me into his presence there in the middle of Sam's. And it was just like just like that promise, that reassurance that like, hey, I'm with you. And I feel like um, so many times in the past for me and I'll just say this for me, for myself, 
that I get into this place in a hurry. Is anybody like a tasker? Like you just want to get things done so you can be done with things? Well, I'm, I, I used to have a really much worse problem with that, a weakness with that, where I would just like, I would just rush around all the time. Caitlin would ask me like, what did you do today? I'm like, I don't know. Stuff. I got up early and I met with people. So I'm important and they're important. And I'm really tired right now. So leave me alone. And she's like, you're just tired, but you haven't been accomplishing anything. I'm like, I'm going to bed. And so the Lord, praise God for my wife, because um, just had to bring some a little bit of alignment and correction to my heart and to my, my vision, because I was just so caught up in doing things. But I was like, whose will am I doing? Because I have this to-do list. I'm like, guys, <laughs> you know how like you have a to-do list for your house? Like to get like things like clean or like broken things repaired or like grocery list or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, you know, calls that you need to make or bills you need to pay. Okay. So imagine that list. Now think about trying to like run a business. I know we have some business owners in the house. I know we have some people that are managers and now try trying managing a, a church and, and 15, however many families we have here in this church and like remembering everybody and like trying to stay on top of everything at all times. That's the pressure that a pastor I have to I have to deal with. But I, the 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 issue also there within that is that it's not my burden to carry. Jesus said, "All who are weary, come to me." He said, "My my yoke is easy; it's light to carry, and my my burden's not heavy. I'm not going to burden you down with with." So basically, what he's trying to say is, listen, if you'll come alongside of me and do my will, then everything that you do will be done out of ease, it will be out of a position of a relationship of together. And so really, if we're going to talk about living a naturally supernatural life, never, please never forget the fact that we are called to do this together. First with him, and then second with each other. You're not called, remember that Jesus, he sent out two by two, right? So, so if you're, if you're wanting to live a naturally supernatural life, get connected with your neighbors, Get plugged in and get planted with, with some re- godly relationships with people that can call your bluffs. Hello. Come on now. You, you have a backside, and you only have eyes in your front for a reason, and that's because you need the people around you to be able to see what's going on behind you. You can't, you can't do this on your own, own, and you're not called to either. And so um, anyways, th- that was basically just the point of my story. I'm having some crazy deja vu right now. This is amazing. I'm not really sure how that relates to a naturally supernatural thing, but it's wild because I feel like I've definitely been here before. I'm looking around the room, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been here in this moment. I mean, God exists outside of time and space, so technically, since you live, if you live in Him, then you've you've been in the future and in the past. That's a whole other thing, but um, yeah, together, together, relationship. I, I mean, I was just, I'm still, I'm still like ingesting off of what Andrew had talked about on, on this last Monday, about um, last week on Monday, not even this this week, but the last week he taught on relationship in our guys group. And it was just, it, it was just so profound to me because I was just, I was having a quiet time on, on Sunday morning and all of a sudden I just like, my eyes just opened because I pray this prayer all the time. Lord, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation to the knowledge you have in the eyes of my understanding flooded with light. Because if I don't have the light of the Father, if I don't have the light of heaven, then I'm walking in darkness. I need the light of heaven. Otherwise, I'm, I'm blind. 
And all of a sudden, it was like my eyes just opened, and I realized Jesus was in the little cot swing chair next to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, he's here. Like, I'm with him. Like, I'm partnering with him. And so I just feel like that's such an important reminder for us to, as we, you know, go go, um, down this path, uh, you know, this venture of living a naturally supernatural life, to just remember that this was all his idea. He created you so that you could do this together with him. He, 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 never, he never called you to do this on your own. You're not supposed to figure, figure out the eternal truths of God's word on your own. We have a teacher. Hello, his name is the Holy Ghost. He said he'll teach you all things. He'll bring all things to your remembrance of, of that which you, uh, he taught you. And so that's why it's so important to read God's word because, hello, you, you, he can only remind you what you actually learned on your own. First uh, John, um, where is it? He says that you have an anointing. Um, and that he'll teach you all things. The anointing will teach you all things, talking about uh, still the Holy Spirit. Um, man, it, it's just together. This is it's so much so together. Um, Caitlin handed me uh, the uh, sparkling gems for July 10th today, and it talked about how that, that scripture, actually, that you read about giving power to tread on serpents and cobras and, and um, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, all of them, because um, he sent them out. <laughs> through the field to walk on foot. And so it was, you know, in that part of the country, uh, there's, you know, lots of um, opportunity to run into this kind of uh, danger, especially on foot. Apparently they have uh, scorpions that one sting will put you in paralysis or even death, which I didn't know that scorpions were that deadly, um, first off. And second off, I'm, uh, it, it was just like a kind of an eye-opener because he's like saying, listen, like, my power that's in you, like I'm gonna be with you until the very end of the earth. Nothing by no means will, nothing by any means will harm you. And so it's just like it basically trying to live in that that perspective, like a, a a perspective shift, if you will, and live in that place of just like saying, okay, like I'm following the master. Like if we're gonna live a naturally supernatural life, then we need an example to follow. And so that's why, again, like we, we got to kind of go back to where I was, I was talking about is like spirit, soul and body. So Jesus had each and every single one of those. He was he was born by the spirit, the Holy Spirit, actually conceived through a virgin, but lived in a body. And he had a, he had a mind, a will and emotion. So he had he had this soul. He had he has the memories of, of being born. He has the memories, just like me and you, you know, of growing up. He has the memories of uh, childhood, of mother and father. He has the memories going to the synagogue. He has the memories of all these things. But, but nevertheless, like, he, he doesn't just get stuck and caught up in, in society. And so many times I, I hear so many people that are just going through the motions. I was, you know, even having a conversation with, with a guy just before tonight. And he's like, what am I even doing? I'm just, like, all this stuff, and it's, like, adding up to nothing. And I'm like, listen. You just, just gotta, you just gotta go back to the source. You just gotta go back to the center, and it, and as long as you're um, just so, um, is hell bent a good word? I'm not even sure. Like just like so like, ah, like I've got to do God's will. Like I've got to find out what the Father's will is for my life. Man, everything everything falls into place after that. Proverbs says, you know, many are the plans of a, of a man. Like we we've got so many things, but the Lord establishes them all. He's, he's going he's gonna to guide and direct your steps as long as you're putting him first, right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, all these, all, all these things, all of his, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things are going to be added to you. And, and so it's just uh, a priorities, right? So um, that's, that's my uh, 
my bit. I'm sticking to it. I just have to say this. I'm so glad I don't remember being born. <laughs> that would be well, not frightening. The actual passage part. Oh, oh. Okay. I'm talking about like, like, like you know, like childhood. Yes, childhood. Like infancy. Does like anybody have any questions? Let's let's move right on here. <laughs> any questions, anybody? Please ask. Please ask. Please ask. Uh, I want you to. I want you to. To, to be able to walk in health, not just healing. Brother Hagan always taught us, he said, healing is the dinner bell for the unbeliever. Well, I'm not an unbeliever. I'm a believer. And, and healing is uh, health. And for the believer, the covenant is your, that, that's what keeps you healthy and, and whole. And walking in that covenant with, that he made through his word, his living word, and, and that's when you've got to decide. Is this world the truth, or is His Word the truth? You can't have both. This world is passing away, but the Word is forever settled in heaven, so that makes it a pretty easy choice. But you've got to fight this battle with your mind, because really, that's where most of our battles are, right in our mind. Paul said, I keep my body under in King James, uh, 1 Corinthians 9, but he said, I discipline my body so that when I'm finished, I won't it won't cause me to, to, to go against everything I've been teaching. I won't, I won't, uh, it won't betray me. Uh, so ask a question, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to, to answer it if you have one. Immediately is the trick. If you have a, I've taught this many times. If, if you're sitting there watching television and a mouse runs through the, through the room, do you say, I'll get that tomorrow? I know what happens when a roach runs across the room. When what? A roach. Oh, I don't. We don't see. I don't see that many mice, but I see. We see. Ro yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you sit there and say, "See you later"? No. You you you're what? gonna deal with it now. And if you'll treat symptoms of temptation or symptoms of sickness the same way, no. deal with it now. Don't give it time to establish itself. Treat it like a roach. And establish is is the is a key word here because when you let it get established it's much harder to get rid of i remember we had a mouse in the house mouse in the house and and didn't we didn't know it at first and before we knew it there were babies and by the time i killed them all i'd killed 12 mice that came from that first one that came in so um Needed you can't let cat. it get established it's harder to get rid of if you get rid of the first one you got it made but you got to act as soon as you see it or feel it. Questions? All right. That was that was perfectly clear to everyone here. So you can leave it, leave here tonight, and you can begin to walk in it as you get home. You got to be living by somebody's. See, there's no faith where the will of God is not known. And how do you know the will of God except through the word of God? No faith where the will of God is not known. I've heard people say, well, maybe God's making me sick to teach me a lesson. You don't know the will of God. You simply don't know the will of God. So you have to know his will if you're going to have faith in an answer. And that's it's so important. I was just going to say 
the uh, I like what I like what he said. If it's not a blessing, it's the curse. So uh, if, I like it simple. Yeah, and so uh, God's will for you is uh, to bless you, and so if it's not a blessing, it's a curse. So uh, that's a that's a good one to, because sometimes the scripture can be kind of hard to understand. There is a it takes a little bit of a dissecting, if you will. And if if you realize it's the curse, remember he became the curse for us, just like he became sickness and sin for us. Same time, same instance, those things happen. If you don't believe me, read Psalm 103, and it was long before Isaiah. Long before. So, so, you know, he's, he said he's forgiven all our iniquities and healed all of our diseases. Those are the, remember his blessings. That's a, you can dance on that one. I think I have before. I have too. Okay. What do you think, Osmondo? It's it's just the truth. You got There's a way to walk in this. You know, you can't believe how much time and money I've saved. Absolutely. That's what Proverbs 4.20 says. You guard your heart with all diligence. That's why you have to know the Lord. Yeah. Come on now. Yep. He said it is written. Yep. It's interesting. The living word said it is written. Yeah. <laughs> She went to one or two chemo sessions, and she said, that's it. She was a very spiritual person. She said, 
doctor. She said, I'm not, this is the last time you're going to see me. She said, well, you've got cancer. She said, no, I don't. She said, if God wants to take me, he's going to take me the way I am because you're not going to cut on me anymore. This is it. She lived to, the, to an old age and died. She didn't even die of cancer. <laughs> you know? So Praise God. Well, see, and that's incredible power. Life and death Yes, power. yeah. And that's kind of where we wanted to, uh, I don't start or finish, but here we are talking about it. Um, We're never finished. You got that right. That's, that's that's what it said. Yeah. You should have seen you. I don't. You you two weren't here, but she hobbled in here. But the time she walked out of here. She had one shoe on. No shoes on. Hobbling around. Wow. Pray over yourself. Come on, praise God. That's powerful. So yeah, your confession has power. What you believe in has power. Um, what you're, what you're gonna, what you do has power. What you, what you put your hands to, you're gonna. If you, if you believe in something enough, you're gonna, your body's gonna line up with it. Just don't believe. Don't agree with the curse. Yeah. So, um, so you're about the yeah, well, interestingly enough, people have been um, talking about a storm. And um, the more you talk about something, the more you give it a place. That's just the, like everything we've been talking about tonight. And so uh, we're, we're, we're not going to agree with it. We're not going to give it a place. Rain is fine. A little, little wind, a little thunder is not going to bother anything. It's not going to hurt anything. But um, this is this is. This is our land that he's given us. And we, have, we have the authority to, to take authority over where we live. And so uh, uh, how many of y'all are going to agree and believe with me that this, this storm is going to come to naught, that it's not going to uh, cause damage, it's not, there's not going to be flooding, no devastation. no devastation. What's that? The enemy using it to hear. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, you hear it everywhere.
what you put your faith on. And, and they brought it. They brought it. The, the more, yeah. Well, why don't you all stand with me? We'll, we'll pray and we'll be dismissed. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We're so glad for your word. Thank, thank you that you've given us something to stand on, something that's eternal, something that's unchanging, something that we can hold on to when everything else is swirling around us. God, we don't have to be bothered by that. We don't have to be moved by, by the symptoms, by the curse, by anything else, because you, you became that, God. You, you, you did the impossible for us in order that, that we could live this glorious Super, uh, naturally supernatural life, God, in order that we could, we could stand and, and attest the truth that, that you are God here and now. And so we, we call down heaven to come, come and live in this place. We welcome you in this place, God, because we believe that, that where, where life and, and where light exists, that, that death and darkness, they can't coexist together. So we thank you for your overwhelming power that does exist in this place. We're just going to speak to this storm right now by faith in the name of Jesus. We're not going to give you any place. We're not coming to come into agreement with you. And we curse you. We call you broken. You're not going to come to pass. You're not going to bring.